0: Your favourite film is awful. Hello, and welcome to Your Favourite Film is Awful, the show where we take your favourite films and defend them against negative reviews. As always, I'm Luke, and with me, in person, physically, digitally, is Charlie. How you doing, Charlie? I'm oh, Magic, mate. It's good to be back. It's good <laughs> It's, to good. Be it's back. weird. It's weird we, doing it through this. It, we've been gone for so long, <laughs> it's upsetting. It's very yeah, upsetting. Yeah, I
1: mean, we but, hey, it's good to did be the here. break, didn't we, and then... The world sort of went up tits up after that, didn't it? Uh, oh.
0: <laughs> we did. It was hilarious. So my New Year's resolution was for change. And then in March, we were like, hey, we'll take a month off. And I was like, hey, don't make any promises. And you were like, "Nah, let's give them like a time when we're going to be back. And I was like, okay. And then a pandemic happened. Mm. And I'm going to stick yeah. with how I just said pandemic and not pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... God, it's been a while. And now we're on we're on this. We're in different locations. It's magical. Yeah, it's so weird. So God only you know. knows how this will look and be.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it's okay. <laughs> but, um, I mean, we wanted to come back, you know, and have some video for you guys. We wanted to have come back and actually feel like, you know, this is season two. We're actually doing something different. Um, and we've been trying, I promise you, we've been trying for a while to try and figure out how we're going to do this. Um, and now we've sort of decided that, you know, we, we, we can't do the guest format. So it will be just me and Luke um for the time being apologize exactly. for a bit rusty i mean i have had a few, bit of experience obviously doing we are be podcasts, s- which this you can is true you've
0: been do, helping them out with the mando stuff mandalorian yep. the star wars have you been that, that's all finished now back in december because i assume this will be coming out in january or february so did you enjoy the mandalorian season two real quick uh, that can be the what have we been doing recently that that's of the podcast idea, yeah. that we always do <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah, have yeah no, been enjoying um, Mando season two. Yeah, it was
1: good. I thought it was solid. Um, I feel like I need to go back and binge the whole thing mm. because that's what I did with the first season. Because at the moment, I feel like the first season is better for me Ooh. as like a as a consistent narrative sort of thing, um, like throughout. Um, don't get me wrong; some of the episodes in this were were brilliant. The standouts for me mm. were the first episode. The second to last episode so the seventh episode with uh where mm-hmm. bill burr's character mayfield turns back up i thought that was a fantastic episode just gets a bit inglorious bastards and i also and i like the finale um you can hear me talk about it more on the full Fat podcast uh, um, exactly exactly uh, yeah so check that out um i'll go into detail about all things mandalorian without spoiling anything mm-hmm uh, well, no, no, we do sport stuff. I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything here for you guys, so go over there, where we do sport everything. So, <laughs> But yeah, no, it does feel good to be back. Also, it's very strange, Luke, to see you for a digital it is. screen.
0: I, I know, I can't put my hand on your face as I normally do in our greeting. On my thigh. <laughs> when yeah. you're like, Hey Luke, how you doing? And I'm like, no, it's too early. <laughs>
1: Stop it, yeah. Um, I'm excited Stop to do this, because usually, please. guys, when we record this, the podcast... Um, Luke usually like gives me like eyes whether I'm like going too far or not or <laughs> if I've gone on too much of a rant or so now it's going to be you guys get Oh I'm gonna still going to do <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
0: exactly. it's going to be captured on film when I'm like oh he's not stopping he hasn't <laughs> finished talking what am I going to do uh... But that said normally I do the, the the main edit of these so now it's your yeah. turn so now you get to be yeah. timekeeper
1: Okay I'll try <laughs> No okay.
0: I'm still timekeeper yeah, you're I've still got my computer right? screen
1: <laughs> Good idea Good idea.
0: <laughs> right. So, I thought for our first episode back, mm. I thought we should do a, a quite a big film of last year, uh, of, of the old 2020. It mm-hmm. was pretty much the only big film that came out last year, and that would be Tenant. And so I went on to Instagram and I was like, hey guys, what are some films you want to do? And our good friend Harry, Harry Bagg, our good friend who did the Harry uh, Kingsman episode. What legend? He told, told us to do Tenant. So how do you feel about doing Tenet? And also, uh, I apologise now to everyone because I'm going to go between Tenant and Tenet all the time. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I'm uh, very happy about this because I was kind of sad that we didn't get to do it at the time when it came out. Because obviously, us- mm. usually with the podcast, we're, you know, we're trying to do whatever's coming out at the time as well. And uh, obviously, this was a big one for, of the year. Um, probably my most anticipated movie of the year next to probably David Fincher's Mank. And uh, yeah, I mean, do, shall I say what now I think of it already, to or do we go into the, or do we defend it now straight away?
0: Well, no, no, we we do that at the end. But how, oh, you could take over the whole, um, the normal guest bit of what's the film about for those listening that have didn't get to watch Tenant. Um, so let's okay. test your memory, Charlie. <laughs> what is this? Is, what is how can you really about? explain
1: it? Um, I guess boil it down
0: to like the quintessential.
1: Yeah, essentially the main character called the protagonist, played by John David Washington, incredible, um has essentially (laughs) been given a mission to track down this Russian who has this device that could essentially destroy the world um, because it inverts time, as we know it. Uh, This is probably a terrible uh, thing, I was not expecting this, even though I should have been, because this is the podcast, (laughs) what was was I expecting? I Um, I
0: did flip the script on you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and um, it's basically just all out Nolan, isn't it really? It's a combination of all of his movies Mm. uh, into one, essentially. Um,
0: Yeah, for good or for bad.
1: Yeah, well, we we, we shall see, shouldn't we? Shall we,
0: we shall see, yeah. with the reviews and then how our was that? The description as yeah, a so premise is that okay?
1: Th- is okay as a premise? I feel I like that's right.
0: I'm not gonna say I'm a, like if someone had we'll told the me that was a the premise, can... I don't know if I'd see the film.
1: Oh damn, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> I probably could have done this better, guys. All right, it's rusty. It's you know, we're just coming back. You know, <laughs> it, it'll get better as it goes along. Trust me. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: Exactly, yeah. it it can hardly get worse.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, we're back. Should we do
0: there. our first review then? From Jonathan Wooder, it's a half star review, half out of five. Christopher Nolan making Tenet is the film equivalent of a dude revving his engine in his shitty Hyundai so girls will know his dick is big. <laughs> <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's, that's it. That's, that's do you know that's what? The first Luke? Review.
1: I've missed it already. I've missed it already. Like this. This is exactly the yeah. kind of review. I thought i would come back
0: with. swinging and <laughs> smashed it. Again. Smashed it, Luke. Um. Smashed it. So uh, yeah, I, how, how do you feel about the review, Charlie? Um, I kind uh, of. Tenet is the film equivalent of. I mean, I guess so. I. I mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I, I mean. I kind of get what the person's saying in terms of like you know. It's Nolan swinging his dick around, I guess, and being but being like, oh, look at how much money we can chuck into this, all these practical effects and technology that we're going to use in this movie, and um, but like, I I don't feel like I don't know. To me, I I don't see it's him like swinging his dick. I see it more as just like him, like you know, he gets given all this money to make these movies. You want to mm. see that on the screen, and it does annoy me when you find out about these like blockbusters or whatever these movies they get put like, so much money put into them and yet you don't really see it on the screen you know i mean like you do obviously because there's, there's obviously something they're paying for but they've not shot it with the right angles or you know what i mean they're not giving you the best of the act whereas no you know with the nolan you're going to get that 100 and that is exactly what you get in this movie in particular with the um which still blows our mind i mean i see it in like um, I see it in the cinema when they were open and uh, everything wasn't blowing up well it was mm. it was but we went for a bit we had a little bit of time to go to cinema and I see it back, there back in the day back in the day I see it there um, I think I see it like three times three four times and every time the oh, I forgot the name of the plane the scene with the plane um, yeah like the heist with the plane that they, where they crashed that giant yeah, yeah, yeah. bloody plane like the way that <laughs> shot I mean the fact they did it is crazy itself um but also like to me that's like pure like that's films the cinema that's that's what it is like the spectacle of it like one of my favorite movies of all time apocalypse now is has the same sort of thing where it's like everything is there everything you're seeing is happening and um you believe it's happening it's like i think sometimes we've got a bit sort of too used to cgi and stuff where we've 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 kind of forgotten about the magic of do you know what I mean, certain set pieces that you can do in camera. Do you know what I mean? I feel like things like Mission Impossible Fallout and things like that, are try to bring that back. Um, and Nolan's always, always no. been obviously a big advocate of doing everything in camera. Um, mm. I mean, so I, for one, was like a massive fan of it. I want to see, you know, I like seeing an original blockbuster movie come out with this kind of budget because you don't get them anymore. Regardless of what you think of the movie, um, I feel like you have to appreciate the fact that, you know, this is a film that actually got made in today's current climate of you know blockbusters and you know franchises
0: well yesterday's climate of blockbusters and franchises
1: yeah yeah sorry yeah yeah it's true (laughs) I I think Um,
0: in 2021 we're just going to be grasping at everything and anything we get in the cinema if cinemas are able to open
1: yeah that is true because that's Um, also
0: the big one isn't it I can kind of see what Jonathan's saying though like his analogy isn't awful because a shitty hyundai no. a shitty hyundai so it's a car with with which isn't well how, yeah it's a car of a racing it's the the poor man's racing car isn't it it's not like it's always a teenager's first car and they've put a big old um <laughs> exhaust pipe on it so everyone yeah. can hear them coming and yeah. in some ways i can understand what he's saying from like that negative perspective because it is well, for starters, it's very noisy. It's a very noisy film. Um, but secondly, you know, it can be argued that some people didn't like the story, and so it's a lot of substance with no substance. That didn't make any logical sense <laughs> in my brain. It was a so, lot. It was it was whipped cream. It was the whipped cream of movies where you eat it and you're like, mmm, delicious, and you would think that eating whipped cream this much whipped cream would be good and it'd be filling. Uh, <laughs> but there's actually like this much milk in it. <laughs> So I can understand I mean, what he's saying. I, I mean, I've missed have you your, enjoyed, your metaphors. I, I, yeah. I, have you forgotten how I can just make shit up? <laughs> I'm just like, hey, here's a metaphor. Does it make sense? Barely. Go but it, you though. get the gist. Uh, yeah, I get what you're trying to We're going with I it. And when we, I refuse to go back. <laughs> I get what you're trying to say, but
1: I also, but I do disagree because I think that, you know, for it to be, I think, what the term you're kind of looking for is kind of like, shit with sprinkles on top sort of thing is that kind of what you got you're sort of of, of saying sort of thing which I I think is completely Mm. fundamentally wrong when it comes to this movie because I think the filmmaking involved is like he's showing you like filming techniques that have always been there there's nothing necessarily Mm. particularly inventive in terms of like the actual technology I mean it's stuff that anyone could do with a a camera obviously not to the same extent that you know the, the size of it um but there's little things in it that I, I'm always amazed by. I think that it's I, I'm I said to people before I feel like Tenet is almost like a film school for sh- film students in itself. And what I mean by that is like for example, at the end of the movie where um, the protagonist is in the back of the car, and the Asian uh, lady, I forgot the character's name, uh, she's at the front, and uh, he shoot he shoots her. But you never see a gun. You never mm. see a gun in any of the shots, like it's all told through the cuts, the sound effects, through the filmmaking. Um, and a lot of the time, there's a few cases where he does he does that in the film, where it's like, you know, he's just using the tools of, of of filmmaking that have always been there. Yeah, you get these big set pieces where things are going backwards and forwards at the same time. But, you know, that's all in camera, really. It's not, do
0: you mm. know what I mean?
1: It's not nothing that can't be done. And I think that's the magic of it to me. Like, that's the awe of it, Like where I'm, I'm just like, this is like like it's all there it's all happening you know there's no obviously there's obviously some touch-ups with CGI or whatever now and then I know he said there's less than there was in Dunkirk and most rom-coms which I think is interesting and um <laughs> but, but yeah no, I just found that to be I think that's what I truly appreciate about it and I think people you know they, get, they didn't like the plot too much I guess I think it's because it's quite an. Mm. it's a very in-depth plot and um, mm. And what I particularly like about it is that you know the plot and the characters all told through the action. It's it's mm. there's, there's not enough time to sit and have a chat about someone's backstory. It's it's you know they're doing everything they're doing is informing you the type of person they are. Mm. Uh, and I can get if you're someone that's like really character driven um, movies that this might not particularly be for you. Um, I'm someone that loves character driven movies, um, and I still feel like there's Enough character for me in this movie. I mean, it's not really about that, but but I I, I particularly really enjoyed just the filmmaking involved. The like I was just engaged from start to. Start. I, I see it more of like, kind of how the the theme of the movie is kind of like not theme, but one of the quotes in the movie is like, don't think about it, just feel it. It's something like that, isn't it? Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Where it's kind of how yeah. I feel watching the yeah, movie. Yeah, is uh, like, the scientist lazy. Yeah, it's kind of like. this this is an experience just let it take like nolan is a great filmmaker like he will allow him your attention allow him to let you go like you're in safe hands sort of thing that's how i kind of feel with with christopher from the opening from right from the opening, which i think is a fantastic set piece like what do do you think uh, oh yeah
0: it's great cold open
1: yeah like the action Uh, well actually
0: it's funny it will like all the things that you've kind of said and like gone around because we're going to go into our second review now which is from do you want to give a little bit another half star out of five
1: before we go sorry before we go to the second review do you want to give a bit a little bit back as to what you thought as well or is it just me do you think that should be
0: um i think primarily because you have the film knowledge and i like at the end revealing whether or not i actually (laughs) yeah yeah, i like at the end Bit like i like. Yeah, basically, I like being devil's advocate, and then I like the reveal at the end of me either liking the film or disliking the film for my reasons. Um, I like the mystery of that personally. I don't know if the the viewers like it, but guess what? what It's our show, and I will do what I want. (laughs) 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 Mike H., (laughs) half star out of five. This movie was a great letdown. There's not enough world building and character development up front to create a compelling story. Nolan is a super talented director, but he wrote the story this time, and it shows. The lack of character development makes lots of things in the movie boring, or, at a minimum, very confusing. I have no idea how people are giving this a good rating. I love Nolan movies. He's a fantastic director, but this thing was a disaster. And that's the review.
1: Um, I I think that
0: kind of circles back into what you were just saying of uh, character development, um, how fans aren't enjoying the fact that there isn't much to grab hold of in that uh, sense of the wording. Mm. And it is... Uh, there is a lot of actions and like little moments which are good if you're looking for them and you're kind of trained to look for that sort of thing whilst blockbusters do kind of go, hey, like the way they handle the woman in that film, I can't remember the name because I'm terrible with names. But uh, the way... Elizabeth
1: her... Becky's character, the blonde um, blonde. Yes, blonde.
0: Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her only character trait is the protection of a son and like they really drive home like at any opportunity they're like yeah. the world's in danger and so is my son <laughs> yeah that and is like, oh. <laughs> it's like oh it's like come on think the bigger picture i understand because that's your character but think of the bigger picture here um hmm. whilst with the protagonists it's lots of little things it's like oh this person is in danger here is a gun oh I'm stuck in this place let's do some exercise and keep my mind active and it's little things that aren't explained to the audience but because we're so used to it being explained to the audience it just felt like it wasn't there and I can understand why people didn't like that and now I'll give it to you so you can actually say film related things <laughs>
1: <laughs> no no I think that's fair um yeah I, I'd agree with that I think Yeah, like I said, it's you know, it's a movie that, you know, it's a very technical plot, you know, it's very elaborate, should I say. Um but I don't think it's ever, you know, disservice to the characters of the story. Like I think that we get enough to sort of chew on, particularly when it comes to Neil, played by Rock Patterson. Um I think I'm quite intrigued by his character and like there's obviously loads of theories online about who Neil is and stuff. Um which is funny because I just quickly I recently watched and uh, listened to an interview, uh, on the Happy Sad Confused podcast uh, with Christopher Nolan, and someone asked him how comes okay. you, your actors uh, sometimes like l- dressed like you, like because you know how like Neil was kind of dre- like Robert well, Pattinson's kind of dressed like a little bit like um, like him, and like uh, same with yeah, Cobb yeah, yeah. in, uh, in Inception. Nolan said um, that actually. It's, it's like it's not intentional but what happens sometimes is that the actors will find a part in the character that they feel like is a part of Nolan if that makes sense like a that's like connected mm. to him um, and that they will yeah. like intentionally go out of their way to like make the costume sort of look like him sort of thing uh and so i thought that was funny that he said that but seg- the, the next part that i thought was really funny was that he said that tom hardy believes that bane is like d- based off of nolan or something like he thinks that, like a lot of character <laughs> traits of christopher nolan are in bane which i thought was hilarious like <laughs> like um I was do, do what- you think it's the high heels that you we- <laughs> he have to wear <laughs> The way he can control a city, a group of people—I don't Mm. (laughs) know—a way you know you can get people. I I have no idea what uh, what he means by that, but has (laughs) known Nolan apparently. But I thought that was quite funny, just a little uh, segue. But yeah, no, uh, no, I think the uh, yeah, I I get that you know if you want a really meaty character study, I mean this is not necessarily for you. This is about you know push. Mm. This is a film that's trying to like push the sort of. The form or, or like what hasn't been done before in terms of like sci-fi. Like I like that it's like a spy, sort of, sci-fi movie, but it feels so grounded still. Like even though you're having like, all these elaborate things, you know, there's not there's not, there's not space travel and do you know what I mean there's not like it's it's still very grounded. It still feels like something that's quite real. And I think that comes down to the fact that like Nolan, all of his movies have that kind of feel. Do you know what I mean, even like The Dark Knight, for example, something that's larger than life. It has that kind of like. Um. You know, like this is it captures like a reality, it makes you feel like this is a possibility. Uh and I, I like the whole inversion stuff. I think it's a I think it, we got to see some stuff that pretty much amazed me. Like I haven't like I was saying, like this is something that I'm so glad I got to saw see in the cinema um before everything closed mm. because I can't imagine it having the same effect on Blu ray, um which the Blu ray is out now and I need to buy. Um mm. for example like the whole third act I don't know about you but my mouth was just like like oh. what, what how how is this
0: i i will i will yeah
1: yeah like mm. how 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 I'm is not, that building so blowing that... up and then not blowing up at the same time like how the the technical like mm. I'm just sitting there thinking about how they shot it and like the technicality of it is so intense i'm like how like the third time i was, watching, I was like how is how mm. are they got all these extras to go that way and then go the other way like they have uh, like the fact that john david washington learned to fight backwards for that scene um where you know he fights yeah you know sport what i was
0: going to say is um in that yeah in the scene where he fights himself that is potentially my favorite and potentially for me the best scene in the film because it's yes just so good and it's so tight and it's so well done and yes the plane crash is epic on like a big scale and the battle at the end is cool in like the the building bit where they unblow up the building and then reblow it up mm. and it's just this constant loop of it never really existing mm. and it's great but that scene when he fights himself like the choreography to then because some people that listen wouldn't have listened to the watch or listened to the behind the scenes stuff but they tried to replicate everything that they were doing in reverse in camera so people were running backwards and people were he had to as you just said fight backwards (laughs) and it's just so cool it's amazing but i'm i can't get into my true feelings on that third act because that last Thirty minutes. Oh, it does. Uh, phew, I'm not sure of that. Really? Oh, oh. interesting. Shall, shall we? Yeah, shall we get into Baker Boy's one out of ten review? I mean, who says
1: Baker Boy? I mean, I'm in for it we're in for a treat. Baker one.
0: Boy, and it's boy with an eye as well. Oh, so you know so he's like gangster. Boy?
1: It's that like Baker Boy.
0: Boy, <laughs> Baker Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't write reviews very often, but this is one of the worst films I have ever seen. Every line of dialogue is plot exposition. As the writer desperately tries to explain, something absurdly convoluted in order to mask that the world, story, or logic of the film do not make sense. It is a Pretentious mess that bores you rigid from about 10 minutes in. I am astonished that people have enjoyed this movie experience. Inception was one of my favorite films ever.
1: I mean, to say you were bored 10 minutes in, I just refuse to believe. I mean, regardless of what you think I of mean, the rest of the movie, I mean, I think the opening, I mean, without knowing the context of, you know, what. In fairness, because.
0: Yeah, I don't know when you rewatched it, but I re it fairly recently, and I kept looking at the time to see how far into the film we were. Yeah. And I think 10 minutes is the end of the cold opening, so probably yeah. when he dies is yeah. after, like, that's probably the 10 minute. And yeah. then it goes into, now it's time to talk about Tenet. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I refuse to it. believe that. I think the opening is, like, fantastic. I mean, Ludwig L- 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 Göransson score, I think, is, like, classic. Like, it's particularly... Mm. In that um i think it's because i think it's called night to night at Tallinn. i believe that that first track mm. um which i i absolutely rinsed when that movie came out i, I had that song on repeat because i just thought it was like it was reminding me of that opening scene um and like it's just it it's all constru it just feels like everything i don't know like when he's sliding and like the, the music's like dun, 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 like just everything about it feels so like epic like i don't know I can't, I can't really put into words that that opening line so it's like everything's there you're seeing this whole opera house like blow up in front of you in camera pretty much um to see all these people get sedated at the same time is like a visual that mm. i didn't know i needed <laughs> Do You know what I mean? like it was so <laughs> like there's something really satisfying yeah. about it. and then seeing these people run down i
0: mean but the thing the is funniest part you're agreeing with baker boy here baker boy agrees with you the opera bit was great because that's the oh, okay. first ten minutes. Oh, so he's yeah, it's yeah. immediately after, after he dies. Oh, sorry, I thought you
1: said he didn't like the first ten minutes. Um,
0: no, no, he likes the first ten minutes. After it is boring, bored, rigid. Oh, okay, hated it.
1: Uh, that's even crazy for me. When the, the, I mean, like you said, the best scene, <laughs> the best scene. I think one of the best scenes in the movie is that whole heist bit. You know, when they're in the um, art gallery thing, uh, where, mm. and you know they have to get out before the gas comes in. And then obviously he bumps into himself and like that whole sequence um with the obviously with the plane as well like i just think was mm. phenomenal the tension like when the key doesn't work i know it's classic you know heist scene but it was done in a way that you know it was a heist movie a spy movie and a sci-fi movie and then it almost becomes like a war movie towards the end like and i think my favorite thing with mm. you know, obviously not a war movie but do you know what i mean in terms of it has a big battle, essentially. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, like my, my favourite kind of movies are the movies that like blend as many genres as they can without it being too tonally weird. And I feel like this movie does that seamlessly. Yeah, I, and the score alone, I feel, I feel like... I'm going to keep talking about the score because I'm a big Ludwig Goranson fan. Um, uh, funny enough, he's actually my number two uh, most listened to artist on uh, Spotify this year. <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. Um,
0: That's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, he um, Yeah, I think he's great. And I think it's interesting how they made the score because obviously it was during COVID. They made the score through people recording individual sections of it. So like, say Ludwig was recording the guitar mm. stuff, he recorded it, and then someone mm. else would re- separately record the, the trumpet or wherever it, whatever the instrument is. Um, and then they would stitch it all together in post, and it's like the first time it's ever been done, pretty much, like, for a movie, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um,
0: and, and we're over here worrying about our audio because we're doing it on a Zoom Exactly, right <laughs>
1: exactly. And they're doing that <laughs> for a big blockbuster. So, um, yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> uh,
0: Who really knows? Um, yeah, I kind of... I've forgotten all of Baker Boy's points, really. He didn't really... Yeah, it just, it's,
1: it's kind of hard to defend the sometimes fact that when the, people are just like, yeah. oh, shit, hasn't got this, has got that. It's hard sometimes. Yeah.
0: Like, it is... I think his main thing was that the world story and logic of the film don't make sense. Uh, which...
1: I think they... Cl- I feel like they... I feel like they clearly do. I think it's quite spelled out to you. Yeah. Like, he says... He did complain and say, yeah, like, give two extra position. Um... um but I feel like he's actually not too bad with the exposition in this. Um, I feel like a lot of mm. it is told through, like, the action. Um, obviously, you get a few scenes where, like, they're explained, but I think that's because you, you kind of needed those because, you know, like we said, it is quite a complicated plot. And I, So and I'm going to have like, to devil's yeah, sorry, advocate. Yeah, go on, of course. I'm going
0: to have to devil's advocate because there is quite a few scenes where it's just... The protagonist asking questions yeah. and then another person just giving off info the big one would be the the scientist scene where she's just like here is how this world works mm. and he's like i don't get it as the audience just i don't get it and she's just like don't don't try to understand it just feel it <laughs> yeah. just 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 feel it and then later on you have um neil who also like we're like 45 minutes to the end and neil is still over here being like okay so this is the grandfather paradox and this is this other paradox and this is another paradox that we're trying to explain in this film
1: yeah i i I totally get that but i do feel like that's also i do also feel like you know you sort of said it there where it's just don't think about ophelia wherever it is i do think that is nolan saying like you know just like taking this experience you don't necessarily need to know the ins and outs to enjoy this movie that's something for the 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 later viewings in my opinion Mm. um i mean this is a movie that demands you to watch it more than once i feel like so um, because there's so much you'll miss or um i mean even now there's still stuff i'm discovering Mm. from watching it um yeah, I would. I I don't know. It's, it, I I do get it. It's a taste thing. It depends what you want. It's it depi- like in terms of like obviously this is the whole point of the podcast is for me to defend it. But like I do also understand that you know like that's not for everyone. You know like there's there's certain things that are not for everyone I personally connected with like this movie in terms of like it's the pure filmmaking. I really like the story. I think the characters great. I think John David Washington gives shows us that he is the next big leading man in my opinion i think he's the i think he's a fucking star i really do um i think i'd love to see him in more stuff we already know patterson's a star he's gonna be batman yeah. um it was great to see that i think that um yeah i just i don't know it's it's it's, it's hard to explain really how i feel about that because i it's just non I, it's like the, the yeah i don't know I, yeah I think I flustered myself there <laughs> with that one. Uh, you have fully um, flustered. I'm sorry, yourself. guys. I'm going to be rusty. You know, this is my first time back. I wasn't actually. Do you know what? Funny enough, there was a little couple of bit of nerves. Actually, I was thinking, oh, it's been a while. See if I'm rusty. Obviously, that's I fair. Before I we, we started, yeah.
0: Uh, before we started, I felt that um, when before you get on a roller coaster, you know, when you're like, ooh, this is going to be very exciting. It's going to be yes. ah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. And then you get on, and then immediately you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And that's happened that's again to me because that's just how I deal with stress. It's I good. guess. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> just ah, uh, uh, and then I, a minute, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, um, okay. Should we do? Should we do one more then? Yeah. Now this one is actually from a fan of our show. It's not a random film review I found on the internet. It's from from a fan. When Exciting. I asked our, our lovely our lovely people how they felt about Tenant, and I left the options. Awful or awesome? And I went through and I asked a couple of people who said awful what their review were, and this one was my favorite. It's a bit of a long one, but we'll see how it goes. So this is from Meg X. I was. No. It was so confusing. For me, anyway, laughing emoji. I feel like the storyline wasn't clear and there was a lot of loose ends. The word tenet to begin with, obviously it's spelt the same backwards and forwards and they claim that it's some sort of special word that he'll need to use but then he uses it in the next scene and then it's completely forgotten about. I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me also towards the end when they crossed over with their past slash present self i feel like a lot of it didn't make sense because they had to fight their past selves obviously they didn't know it was themselves at the time but their past selves at the time they were fighting would have known it was themselves so why didn't they question it also
1: Damn. can i At just answer end, that probably... first <laughs> yeah this is a yeah, lot to go through. Confusing.
0: yeah um okay so i think what that means is when protagonist is going backwards mm. and he goes he gets pushed into the art gallery he now knows that he's fight he he was the person he was fighting yes, earlier yes. in the film and then they continue to do the exact same fight scene in reverse I think that's what. Yes, yeah, because
1: they go back, don't they? And then he fights. Obviously, he does it from the other perspective. Mm. Um, but I guess the whole point for that is that you know he's not supposed to see himself, is he? So he's mm. not supposed to let himself know that that's him. Yeah, it's, it's probably something it's to do with the time. Weird. <laughs> yeah, um, there is definitely an explanation for that. I'm probably not the best guy to to explain that. But I'm so I'm from what sure I understand.
0: Yeah, from what I understand, it's quite difficult to understand what the fuck Nolan was. Because earlier in the film, he says um, the scientist says that uh, the whole bullet drop thing—that the only reason the bullet would go back up to his hand is if he's already dropped it. Okay. So
1: he has to do it. Yes, that makes like, sense. That is the yeah, explanation. So, I think now you
0: said it. And it's, yeah. And it's a weird one because it, it, there's still control, like, there's still free will, mm. but there also isn't because he has to do this fight, because has already done this fight, and what happens, happened. Yes. As he <laughs> repeatedly says. Yes. And so... That, that brings up a whole other layer of, yeah. okay, so maybe that scientist was just bullshitting because that doesn't sound like free will to me. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like set actions. Um, do you want to take a crack at what Yeah, good old Medi- Meg has said? Um, I think as well, again, I'm just going to sound
1: like a broken record. I feel like this is kind of my point with the last review as well was that like, you know, I feel like I see this movie as like, it's, you know, you, you experience it all through the action. I feel like anything outside of that, you don't need to stress too much about, but the story is there just mm. watching it. Do you know what I mean? Like watching it all unfold. Um, I mean, I do. I think the answers to these little intricate questions like to do with the time travel or whatever, it's always difficult, isn't it? A time inversion. I okay. um, definitely there, but I think, I don't know, for me personally, I just feel like getting caught up in that. Maybe this is a bit of a wet, sort of defense. I don't know. But like, I feel like it, mm. you know the whole point is kind of like experiencing these set pieces like the high scene like the, mm. the action like there's not much dialogue good. but when, when the dialogue's there I think the dialogue's fantastic. I think actually some of some of his funniest lines because Nolan isn't particularly usually one for comedy in his movies. Mm. Um, but I think some of his some great lines I really like the connection between um, Neil and the protagonist. Um, particularly mm. When they first meet, and he says, "Oh, you want a diet coke?" You? and he's like, "What?" Like, because he's because he knows they've had this friendship for years, sort of thing. And I, I really like that whole aspect at the end, where it kind of, it kind of, you know, uh, nodded to Casablanca, where it's like this is the start of a beautiful friendship, um, mm. and it's cool because obviously he's gonna experience that friendship, whereas Neil was already experienced it. And I just things like that I really like. So that was a great character moments for me like that. I feel like people sort of looked over or wanted more from maybe Mm. um but i feel like yeah like i feel i just feel like it's more of a film like like i said you're supposed to feel it like experience it watch it through the action watch the characters are revealing their character through their actions through the story through these big set pieces um and like jaw dropping like not even just that i think we haven't spoke about the highway bit with the the fire truck where you know he's trying to Mm. Like, that whole bit yeah,
0: the, is... The music in that bit is, like, oh, really heart-pounding. I remember, so like, good. every time I watched that, my chest was like... yeah. But that was just because of the audio, and I was like, oh, this is exciting. Yeah. The only
1: thing I do find weird in the movie... Uh, not weird, but, like, I think it's just funny. Um, I mean, shout-out to Harry Bragg, who actually did uh, recommend this. He's also a Travis Scott fan, mm. and it was funny to hear... Travis Scott's voice during like certain big moments like him going mmm like this auto-tune like mm, like <laughs> going, <laughs> whatever like big moment uh, come, come out um, yeah I just yeah I just find it funny that, like <laughs> Travis Scott and Chris Nolan like buddies like it's funny uh, um, <laughs> uh, what a beautiful yeah. friendship yeah exactly um, but yeah no um, yeah like those set pieces I think like like I'm watching these set pieces and I'm like I don't even need to I don't need to know about too much about these characters like I understand the plot and understand he has to get from A to B he needs to get he's do this thing mm. um so yeah I mean I, I can get it is confusing I mean the, uh, I went to see it with my I took my dad to see it and he wasn't too keen when he, before going to see it because he's not a massive like sci-fi guy and then um we went to see it and um he was like yeah it was a bit confusing but like I just loved it as a a film experience in the cinema and I'm glad that it exists because of its originality and um
0: mm.
1: yeah I mean when's the last time you see a movie of this scale that was an original story mm. yeah I feel like I'm giving some wet re- re- uh, responses here for to the to these. but I feel like, I like
0: think they're you, fine responses yeah I feel like it, it's just I my personal f- opinion it's for fine. It, so. yeah um
1: mm. but yeah no I'd like to hear more of it I'll make I would review. just
0: uh, be wary I'd say just be a little wary I mean it's too late now but you you you're kind of hitting all the points that I feel that you're going to want to hit when you give your review at the end. All oh, right, the, yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> that is true. But I will save I'll say I'll try and save it. Yeah. yeah. Save
0: you've you've got some bits left. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for more confusion? Also, at the end, Robert Patterson says he already met Washington's character. So now he knows he's going to meet Robert Patterson. How will that now affect his life knowing that he knows him will he still have to continue living his life until he meets him to then say back to him he's already Met him. known him <laughs> yeah um, i don't know i'm just so confused laughing emoji and i don't know if it's just me being thick and not understanding the film or if it is actually whack laughing emoji i see the end uh, and that's fair, I think that kind of loops back into the whole, the the fight scene where it's, like, unlike the fight scene where uh, Washington didn't know he was fighting himself until he starts fighting himself, mm. he now knows that he's going to meet Robert, pa- uh, Neil, but even as Neil walks away, he's like, not when you think you met me. But I feel like- Like, I join you, yeah, but, but not when you think I'm going to join you. Yeah. But I, I feel like, like that's kind of like...
1: Uh, but I feel like that's kind of like the unsung rule in the movie or in time travel stuff in general is that, like, you know... You, I mean, it, he's not going to go and explain to him because it might change his uh, mm. his choices yeah. going forward. So it will affect everything in, in general. So I feel like that's kind of the
0: reason um, that, you know... But then I can understand it from a, like a... Um, to be kind of uh, depressing about it, mm. if some... if. An angel or a devil if you believe in such things or just a personification of death Mm. were to come to you and go hey you're gonna die but I'm not gonna tell you when and then walks away and like we all know with our existential dread that we're all gonna die
1: he's not gonna tell him (laughs) but to
0: have someone yeah but for someone to come up to you look you dead in the eyes and be like you're gonna die and then walk away to then go back in time and save Washington from dying from a bullet in the head cuz that was a whole fucking thing as well. Um <laughs> yeah. I can understand why that bit a bit a little confusing cuz if death comes up to me and goes, "Hey, you're going to die." From that point on, I'm probably going to be a little bit more careful than I would have before death came up to me and been like, "You're going to die."
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's that whole thing. It's it's the Cinderella effect where it's like, "Hey, she's going to prick her hand on a needle and go to sleep for 100 years." So they just got rid of all of the sewing needles. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, that's that's. Sir. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no, I agree. I'd agree with that. I feel like. Um, yeah. I feel like as well. I was just thinking. Just. It's just. To go on. I was
0: understand? just going to say it's a bit hard to defend against confusion. Yeah, of because course, because just it's get like, it's a bit hard. more confused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, I was. Just, uh, I was thinking. I was thinking about Elizabeth. Uh, we haven't really spoke about much about Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth to character. And Kenneth Branagh, uh, the villain, who I think's really good in this movie. Yes, the uh, villain.
0: We haven't spoken at all in this film.
1: Yeah, and I really like all of that stuff with them too. I think it's a really interesting relationship, mm-hmm. and I think particularly the payoff of her being like uh, that woman on the boat who jumps off, like she she feels so free. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I wish I I could be her, mm. and then I'll obviously find it out later that that actually is her. Um, yeah, it's like such it a fun. nice That's bit fun. of like. Character that was stuff. nice. I really
0: liked that. Nice. Yeah, yeah do you know what
1: I mean, and like to have yeah. her. I
0: really liked that bit. Mm.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really cool, and like to see you know her change and growth through that is like, is enough is what you need to know sort of thing. Um, and also just the way she just br- kills him, I think it's really brutal. Like she just slides him the way he like flops off.
0: Like I don't know, like
1: mm. um, oh god, yeah, yeah <laughs> just whacks his head on the side. Like it's just
0: it just it gave me very exactly um. What I want to see. Lame Miserables lives. Have you seen the, the film of Lame Miserables? I actually With haven't. Hugh no, Jackman no. and... Sash Cohen's uh, in it. Okay, so in that film, there's a police officer. No, yeah. He yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, But the the antagonist... It's, do you mind spoiling this? This isn't really a spoiler. It's been out for ages. <laughs> this is your own fault for not watching this depressing musical. <laughs> he commits suicide um, by falling into a lake. He just, like, gives up. He's like, oh, fuck everything. He <laughs> just falls face-first into a lake. Um... And you think, okay, it'll be a nice little splash, and then we'll never see this character. But it's not. It's not a nice little splash because it's he hits concrete. Oh, there's like this whirlpool of like this ring of, and so it's like this lovely, well, lovelyish number, Um, and then he falls forward, and you just hear (sighs) of his body just snapping in several places, and you're like, I didn't need that bit. That bit was a bit much. (laughs) What the actual fuck? I feel that's a bit like when the, the good old Russian guy died. Because <laughs> it's like, pow, pow, you're dead. Push and now neck break and turn into a dummy when you hit the water. But <laughs> <Well>, I feel <laughs> like the difference like, with that is oh. he's such a
1: dick. You kind of want to see that, you know, like <laughs> in the movie. like yeah. He's such a dick to her and everyone around him that you kind of. And I, I quite like that. I actually liked his motivation. I like it. It, was, it felt different in terms of, you know, he. I like that he was dying and he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to take the world. If no one can have you, if, if I can't have you, no
0: one can. Yeah. I like that. Um. I think in the moment, having that motivation was acceptable mm. until somebody, I think it was, um, have you Have you watched the film pitches, the Screen Rant YouTube show film pitch? It's like Ryan. Somebody oh no, but I, I have heard of them. Um, yeah.
1: I think I've seen a few.
0: Yes. So he recently did one on Tenet. And he explained that motivation as, oh, so he's like a kid who's losing at Monopoly Mm -hmm. and so flips the table. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, that is this adult man's motivation is he's going to die, everyone's going to (laughs) die.
1: Yeah. But I I do feel that's kind of like... But I do feel like there's people out there like that. I mean, I think particularly, Mm. you you know, he's a very selfish man, you can tell anyway, so... It, it, mm. it runs in tune. I feel like with who he is. Do you know what I mean to have that decision, and like he's obsessed with her. You can tell. You can yeah. tell that. And I think I thought I know it was. I like. I like to. Gi- I like giving. I like when they give like big bad villains this sensitive side to them. Is like the, like the fact that you know his love for mm. this woman, even though he doesn't treat her right, like is is ultimately his downfall, and and also. Mm. You know, it's he can't deal with that emotion, of. Do you know what I mean he can't deal with like no, someone saying no or someone, you know, not loving him or not giving him what he wants? That, you know, he's like, well, no one can have it. Do you know what I mean like he struggles with that, like you know, kind of, yeah, selfish child kind of way? Like, like he explains, and I think that's, I I don't necessarily think that's a bad analogy. Do you know what I mean? I think that's like his hmm. flaws as a human, isn't it? That he hasn't grown and developed in those areas. Do you know what I mean the maturity? Yeah. Um, because he's given, given everything he's wanted through this material that he finds doesn't he um, what's the material in, you know
0: in yeah yeah you know what I mean if you've seen the movie <laughs> yeah. yeah he gets uh, gold and then bits of de- the device for the, algorithm. Yes, for the algorithm I think those are the two main things he gets yeah um, right um, so that was all of the, the the reviews that I've accumulated so the last review is my review because <gasps> I'm not gonna lie it's time to reveal myself. This film is... So we haven't done our top 10 of the year. We haven't done uh, the Yafir Awards yet. But hopefully, depending on how this goes, that can be in the cards in like February or something. Yeah, me? I need
1: to watch a lot of movies. This film so behind.
0: is definitely within top five of 2020. Without a doubt. Mm. Whether it's top the top one, I don't know yet. But I feel it is only in the top 10, the top five because nothing else came out this film is such a spectacle piece it is i can understand wholeheartedly why people didn't like it i watched it three times and i just have one of those brains that the first time i watched it was like okay cool and on the second time i just picked up extra bits like um at the beginning of the film neil saves the protagonist with the reverse bullet mm. at the beginning did you notice that I yeah. assume you did you watched yeah. it three times i'd be worried if you didn't I think it might be <laughs> but some people out there probably didn't <laughs> um but i am on that same bit where there is it's like it, he overcomplicated the explanation to scientifically explain it so that it made sense when he didn't need to because people would just accept like the audience is so forgiving and will just accept all this bullshit until you start explaining it. Because the moment you start explaining it, the audience is gonna start picking holes in your explanation, and that's where the flaws start coming in. So I feel like he overcomplicated it and made it into a spectacle film where you don't, you, you walk away and go, this film was brilliant visually, but story-wise, mm. it was whatever. Hmm. and that's how I feel okay. so now it's your turn to do your review and counter-argument I guess <laughs> oh god uh, the sun
1: yeah I, I, I guess so I, I obviously I disagree um, hmm. I think it's obviously I think it's a great piece of filmmaking but I also think it has I find it has great character moments I think it also has a great hmm. story um, I get I get what you're trying to say with the whole explanation thing I think I would kind of agree but also disagree in terms of the sense that I actually think that... I mean, you've got to think like no, like for the fact that Inception, you know, he doesn't... Nolan doesn't really treat his audience like idiots. Like Inception is a big budget, budget movie that, you know, it's a, there's a lot going on and I think this is the same and I think... But I, but I also think this is more that. There's more... It's more confusing than Inception was. Mm. Um, and I think maybe, you know, Nolan... F- felt that you know he needed to have those explanations for other audience for Mm -hmm. the rest of the audience sort of thing and i do agree with that just because of the concept itself is like i mean obviously he's telling it visually but there's only so much he can do whereas like inception you know you actually you can actually see each dream so you know generally differentiate between the the three don't get me wrong i don't think this is as good as inception
0: Um, no actually going into inception if i can quickly interrupt you uh, because i just remembered a thing that somebody else has said and now i'm going to steal that idea in inception ellen page's reactions to new information is the audience is like reflective of uh, as the audience but in tenet uh, like he does the bullet catch and like it's this mind-blowing thing and washington's direction of how he should respond is whoa
1: yeah i guess that's kind of how we would be just <laughs> just like, whoa no. um, it, it does feel like i think it happens
0: we would shit ourselves and go what is the world <laughs> and fall up? into existential dread yeah, but
1: he's a man you or know be like oh, he, was, oh, wow. he was dead a minute ago <laughs> so uh, yeah this Paulino. is true um death yeah. makes you
0: a lot more accepting
1: <laughs> yeah no exactly yeah like i said continue that, your review. yeah no i just feel like yeah i don't think this is Nolan's best film but I think it's a great fucking Nolan movie. Um and I think it's mm. a film that I'll be watching quite a lot. I think I I've I've come learnt quite a lot from this movie as a, like a filmmaker as well from a filmmaking perspective and like the technicality and also the simplicity in some of what he's doing in this in that film. Um mm. I think the protagonist is great. I think the the dialogue, I think some of the best Nolan dialogue in certain, certain scenes, I think like for example that whole bit when in Mumbai when um they, you know, they go into the bungee jump up the, uh, into the building. And yes. then you have that whole bit with John David Washington when she, he has the, the guy at gunpoint and he's like, I'm the guy that people talk to. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, uh, all that whole, all of that, that dialogue. No, 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 no. John David Washington was smooth, as ice. smooth, <laughs> smooth as, cool, cool as ice. The best bit there. Smooth as ice. Cool as ice. Smooth as ice.
0: Smooth as ice. No, you commit. You commit to your mistake. <laughs> I commit to smooth it. Smooth as <laughs> ice now. <laughs> <laughs> so um the best bit of dialogue in that scene was robert patterson with his gun just being like go on eat up yeah that, bit
1: <laughs> that bit's great great, yeah that's what i mean there's a lot of like super moments. high drama yeah yeah
0: that's very good that yeah very good. um oh, yeah
1: no, i just think it's great around i think the fantastic performances i think obviously the effects incred- incredible and stuff i think elizabeth mm. becky is amazing i think um uh john david washington patterson are incredible i i personally think the the plot's really cool i think i do think it can be a bit exposition It doesn't tell the exposition as well as the, something inception does at times but i think that's maybe like a trap within the concept itself um yeah but like there's not much i can really say in terms of the flaws for it i mean personally this movie like really captured my imagination it really reminded me what i love about films it reminded me why i love the cinema it reminded me why I want to make movies myself. Like, everything about it. Mm. Like, if, if we're going to take it from a personal route, like, yeah. I, I, it's my favourite film heartwarming. of the year so far. Yeah, it's my favourite film of the year so far for that um, reasons. You know, like, people could give other reasons mm. why what their movie favourite movie was. But, like, for me, this film just sparked it all back in me just reminded me, especially where I think, I think I'm pretty feel a bit more emotionally connected to it because of the time that we're in right now and how dire things are looking within like the film world. Mm. Um, particularly with that HBO max uh, streaming thing and stuff like we don't know that the future of cinema is is, 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 you know, it's slightly concerning at, um, uh, at the moment. Mm. Um, and I think the fact that I got to go to the cinema this year to see that, um, um, it just it just makes leaving this year feel a bit better. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like, I'm glad I got to see that movie in the cinema. Um, yeah. I don't think there's any other way you could see it. I mean, I see it in the IMAX in Waterloo, big boy. So it was like where it should be watched. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, I just, yeah, I hope I've defended it well because yeah, I love this movie quite a bit. Um, I think I have my problems with it, but ultimately I think it's, I think it's like I, I need to really think about where it ranks in my sort of nolan movies um but i i think it's fantastic i mean I don't, I, all i know is I, do, I don't think it's as good as dunkirk or inception and the dark knight i'd I have to really sit and think about about it um yeah but, yeah but so far like i i just it'll yeah, be a just, whole ordeal yeah it was just it was just you know it's the only film the big film really i feel like of the year the big what's the year that i want to i wanted to do the podcast about so bad um and it's just been good to talk about it. I mean it's been a while since I, I I haven't actually watched it since I see it in the cinema um, but I watched it enough times to <laughs> I feel like to yeah, come on here maybe I should have watched it another time before but yeah no I I, I mean I feel like I've said enough I feel like I, you understand why yeah. I like this movie um, and I just, yeah it just completely captured my imagination it made me it did what it, I escaped for a couple of hours you know it did mm. exactly what I wanted it to do that's and yeah I I'm John David Washington man I think, I think he's the, I've, Ooh, I yeah. said it after it Black Klansman, I said, to, I said to my mates, like, th- I, I mean, I know he's Denzel's son or whatever, but like, I think he's completely his own and I think he's fantastic and I just want to see him leading it and everything. I think he's, I think he's like the future star. I think he's just, he's just got it. He's you know, when some people just have that hmm. it factor. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see what he does next.
0: Yeah. You have reminded me though, um, very quickly, we should touch on the third act. Mm. Uh, the last 30 minutes of that big war yes. section of the film. Yeah. Um, I fucking hated that. That shit was shit. You didn't like it. Who are they shooting at? Who are they shooting at? The, what
1: do you mean they shoot at? They
0: touch down at the beginning. No, no, okay. So they t- they touch down with the, the helicopters. and You see a group of, let's say, five, ten people. Yeah. And then they go past those. And then you never actually see another enemy apart from... When Neil discovers the inversion machine and like one guy comes out and does his whole shtick. But apart no, because you, from see, that, you, you don't see them see plot the bomb. Any you see
1: them, enemies. You see them plot the bomb. Yeah, no, you see the you henchmen. You see them get shot. You see that one guy. The <laughs> you, see the, you see a few of them get shot. Yeah, starting. You see them getting shot throughout. There's quite a few that's getting shot.
0: Maybe. You, nah. You're, you're you just see, saying you don't see. You see people shooting. You see our guy, like the, the blue, blue team, red team hmm. shooting at stuff. But you never actually see any enemies apart from at the very beginning of that fight, and then that henchman that like sets the tripwire mine mm. and then goes into the place to destroy the algorithm. Like you don't see any enemies at all, and it fucking kills me.
1: Really interesting. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, mm. it's not really about seeing those enemies in that scene. It's more about them getting no. to that from there to there whilst all this mental stuff's happening anyway because obviously it's happening in first and forward at the same time i i feel like i did see Mm. some enemies get shot towards when they first come out and like they all run in and they shoot like a few guys when they first come out they do yeah 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 Um, Yeah,
0: that's what i'm saying oh but that scene isn't like that seems like 10 minutes But i feel like the rest of
1: i feel like the rest of the sort of tension or the action out of that scene comes from the dangers of oh wait things are going in reverse like that woman getting trapped yeah in the building which i thought was like cool and, yes like, dark like getting trapped within and mm. um and them having to time up the rocket launcher blasts in reverse and you know what i mean mm. so it hits the building yeah as it's going down like stuff like that it, um, it's, it's so one it didn't of those need that for me
0: know, for me it was like one of those balancing things where like speculative nature of it was very cool and it was very engaging so you would see more on the tension second with the, on the foot the, well yeah it, it was more like I want to see who they're shooting at yeah I want to see some bad I want that like that good old Hollywood shot of some bad guy getting shot and like get kicked off his feet because of the <laughs> bullets and it's like it's so unnecessary but I wanted it mm. and it wasn't there and it was terrible also but also you got like, to remember about the rating of this movie
1: you got to think about The rain of this oh, movie. Oh, yeah.
0: It's like a 12. Yeah, which, I, is 12? I,
1: which is another reason why oh. I love it as well, because I think it's just like, you know, I love that it's, you know, a- anyone can go to see it pretty much, you know, it's mm. accessible to all, whether the plot is, you know, <laughs> accessible to everyone is, is, is up to them, I guess. But um, uh, but I like the, that he makes these big fair. action movies, blockbusters and that for, for everyone. And they're still for you know, all ages, yeah, for all ages, and you don't feel like you're getting cheated out from an adult, but you're not getting mm. something dark or whatever you want, mm. or or something that's more for the younger audience. I feel like you get, I mean, I think he's a master at caption doing that, as we've seen him do with The Dark Knight, for example. But yeah,
0: I, 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 fair enough, Dick. But um, yeah. I'm surprised very just didn't quickly, like it that much, if I must, yeah, just just very quickly, if I may, yeah. I, I just want to bring about because from the, the from the offset, the first trailer, I compared. The entire film, having not seen it, to one episode of a brilliant British TV show called Red Dwarf. Yeah. Now, in Red Dwarf, season three, episode one, called Backwards, our forward protagonists go into a planet of, let's say, an inverted planet. So everything is going backwards on this planet, apart from our, prota- our main characters. And in that, they have a f- a fight scene they uneat food they have arguments where the other people are speaking in reverse mm. and so like two of those things you you see in tenet and i was right and like yes tenet did it a bit better mm. because they had a bit of a slightly bigger budget than a tv show <laughs> however upon rewatch i noticed something how come when our, our protagonist and neil and elizabeth are going backwards in time for a week, we don't see any of them eat, drink, or use the toilet.
1: Oh, that's such a I, I hate that shit, Luke. Don't do it to me.
0: Because no, no, no. <laughs> you've got a reason. In the reason. red, in that red dwarf episode, yeah. in that red dwarf episode, the conclusion yeah. is our one of our main characters going for a little tinkle in the bush but he's on a reverse planet, so he's he <laughs> un. Yeah. They don't explain that, do they? You have a
1: reverse <laughs> <shit. it's> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Great. Like, the entire episode, they're, like, uneating food, yeah. and then he goes off for a quick piss, and it's like, no, I'm still surprised in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still surprised people didn't notice it like we did. Like, I'm surprised people didn't, like... It wasn't plastered everywhere about this red dwarf scene when it come out. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I feel like they're, they're... I mean, yeah. I guess it's... In
0: re- I feel like it's been a... Ra- like, like this idea in different varieties yeah, has been around in all types of media yeah. but the moment i saw that i was like hey it's the bar scene from that red dwarf episode that's so great so good <laughs> amazing, so good." Uh, and after that tangent unless do, do you have anything else to say i feel like no, i think we i feel like this is naturally wrapping yeah, up now i think it's time to do some plug-in maybe what do you reckon exactly how, how much do you remember? Before I start pulling up links, right. Well, first of all, <laughs> you, sh- you should guys sub- subscribe because this will be on YouTube.
1: Yes, subscribe and click the bell yeah, and all if, that jazz. If you,
0: you can see our lovely faces yeah, on YouTube, exactly. If you've watched this as an audio only on- podcast,
1: exactly. And tell your friends, share it, do all that jazz. If you if you, you know if you, if you want to, unless it was shit, then don't bother. But I'm
0: pretty sure it is. No, no. Even if even sweet. if you don't, want even to, if it's like, shit, yeah, you, just, just you share it. Still, yeah, 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 exactly. Just share yeah. it. Yeah add a quick comment because i know that has something to do with the algorithm as well so uh comment press like subscribe press a bell mm-hmm. apparently there's a bell notification Yep, bell.
1: there is yep your <sighs> notifications yep so do all exactly. those things if you if you want to hear more of me and luke and maybe me see more of our faces yeah. as well but uh, you can also follow us on twitter at fave awful you can follow us on instagram your favorite film is awful and facebook your favorite film is awful. Um, and we're on all podcasting exactly. platforms as well if you don't want to see our ugly mats. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah,
0: other than that, Luke. But yeah, that's the end. First episode of two. season two, assuming that this episode comes out first. Amazing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Right. Ta-ta. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, oh, and thank you for listening.